Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. If uh, you've already been watching with us, then uh, can you tell that your, your energy is coming up inside, your faith is coming up, light is coming up into you? You're seeing things differently when your spirit gets stronger. Said out loud, what happens in Faith School? My spirit is fed. My faith grows stronger and I learn how to be an overcomer. Get your Bible, something to make a note with, turn everything else off uh, or pause it, whatever you got to do, and, and give the Lord your full attention for these next, what, just 28 minutes or whatever it is. Uh, focus on Him. Father, we give you our attention and we seek your face and your words and your will and your way. Thank you that you said that if we ask, you give. If we seek, you cause us to find. If we knock, you open it for us. And we thank you for doing that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Look again, please, in Acts, the ninth chapter. We've been studying all this week uh, the miracle of Tabitha being raised from the dead and healed. And we've seen a lot of good things. If you're just now joining us, uh, go to faithschool.org and you can get the previous uh, messages. Watch them at your convenience. No charge, no, no cost. And we're building upon that today. We're, we're near the end of this study on, on this one. Verse 36, it said there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha. And we said that best we could tell that means gazelle. Uh, which was by interpretation called Dorcas, and that's the Greek rendering of the name Tabitha. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. So there, there was giving to people in need, but that wasn't all of it, because alms deeds would have covered that. Good works and alms deeds. Let me read from some of these other scriptures uh, translations, I should say, the Bereans said she was always occupied with works of kindness and charity. New Living says she was always doing kind things for others and helping the poor. She was full of good works, the World English Bible said, and acts of mercy. And this is, I mean, if she had died then and hadn't been raised up, it was a life well spent. Can you see that? But by the mercy of God, she was given additional years, additional time. You know, all of us have just a very short amount of time remaining. If you live another 50 years, another 75 years, what's that? It's going to come and go so quickly. If you've been alive for a little while, I mean, you're thinking it's already what year? <laughs> you know, I mean, the, that other year, we just started it, right? <laughs> and so I'm telling you, days and months 
are, are like uh, uh, the white lines on the highway. I mean, they are just, you're, they're, they're coming and they're going. Uh, this is, this life, even if you live 100 years, 100 plus, it is the briefest thing we will ever do. And compared to God, who's called the Ancient of Days, and we're told to Him, a thousand years is like a day. <laughs> and like a watch in the night, uh, the psalmist said. And so what last night seems like to you, the, this past millennia seems that way to God. <laughs> You're like, what happened the last thousand years? To God, that's like last night because he is the ancient of days. And even those who study these things, and now you, you can't be sure that their estimates are right, but a lot of the universe and even the planet, a lot of this stuff's been around a long time. Hallelujah. And the one who's been, who made it has been around even longer. Right? And he knows the end from the beginning. What are you saying? The scripture said that uh, we prayed, the psalmist did, and said, teach us to number our days, how few they are. What does that mean? You don't want to get negative about it, but you just want to realize I don't have years to waste. I don't have time to just waste and blow on nothing, and I must not get up every day and act like I'm going to do this forever because I'm only going to do this this much longer <laughs> and then we're out of here. So what do you want to do? You want to make it count. You want to redeem the time. You want to find your purpose and get busy about being and doing what God made you to be and do. And that involves pleasing Him and helping people. There are things about you that are unique to you and that are part of uh, God building His church, helping people, helping ministry, accomplishing His will and plan in the earth in this brief time that you're here. And so Tabitha had found that she could do things that helped people. And part of it was she's a seamstress. And people would think, well, is that a spiritual thing? Yeah, having something to wear. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't have something to wear, you couldn't show up. They wouldn't let you in places. And, 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 and it also matters not just something to wear. I, I know uh, I have some, some suits and some clothes that I can wear when I go places and, and speak and do ministry. Now, that wasn't always the case. There was a time when I didn't have much to wear. And it helps when you feel like you've got something decent to wear. Right? That you're not, your people are going, wow, you know, why don't he get something new? <laughs> wow, why don't he get something that, that was a little more complimentary for him? Uh, these things can affect people spiritually. And everything does more than you might imagine. And so don't think that you have to preach messages or just spend all day praying or you're not doing something spiritual. There's a whole lot of natural things that actually affect people spiritually. And uh, much more so than you might imagine. Uh, if it affects your mind, it affects your life, it takes a pressure off of you, 
it makes you feel better about something, that affects you spiritually. It will affect the, the spiritual side of what you do. So that's why this is recorded by the Holy Spirit, that this woman is this way and not a preacher, not an apostle, and yet God does a special thing for her <laughs> and raises her up from the dead to give her more time to do what she was doing. Can you say praise God? Well, um, I want you to notice that after it says that, that she got sick, she died. They prepared her body, washed it, laid it in an upper chamber, which is the way they, they did things then. The people, that her friends that were there, they heard that Peter was there. And you remember, they probably heard about Aeneas getting raised up. This is just 15 miles away, same time frame. And so they sent two men to him and asked him if he would come without delay. Most people would say, why are you calling that preacher? It's too late. She's gone. So there's got to be some faith there that something could happen. Right? And they didn't have to know all the answers, but they're saying, man, God used Peter just a few days ago or whatever to raise up Aeneas. He'd been bedfast for eight years. And so let's call him. <laughs> See if he'll come. And so they sent the two men. They traveled. They asked him to come, and I'm sure he checked his heart, and he decided he should go. So he went, and when he got there, they brought him into the upper room where Tabitha's body is laid out. The widows stood around him, crying and pulling out different things that Tabitha had made. <laughs> and they were going, would you look at the embroidery work on this? She made that and gave that to my sister. Can you believe that? And, and would you look at this? And telling them about all the things she had done. So obviously she is much loved, right, by this community. And that's something that you and I need to keep in mind. We don't want to be a burden to people. We don't want to be a distraction to people. We don't want people to dread seeing us. Right? Because we're always needing something from them, always wanting something from them, always fussing at them about what they did wrong or what they didn't do for us. We want to be a joy in people's life. Right? We want to add to their joy, not add to their burden <laughs> and problems. And um, this also affects our spiritual elders and what they can or can't do for us spiritually. Now, this is significant. Notice what he did when, when they're showing him this. Finally, he said, yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. Thank God for her. I can see, man, she's a blessing to this community. But, um, and I know y'all miss her, and I know y'all are upset, but that's enough. Uh, everybody out. Everybody out. He's got to get down to business here. Why did I feel like I was supposed to come? Now, if he's just got all this power because he's Peter, he didn't, he didn't have to pray. He didn't have to do all this stuff. Just go in and do your thing, man. <laughs> but he, he, he can't. He said about that man at the gate, beautiful. Why look at us as though by our own holiness 
or, or you know, something we'd made this man to walk. He said, no, no. What's he doing? He's really, Jesus said, I can of my own self do nothing. Didn't he say that? Jesus said that. And Peter was with Jesus close hand on a lot of these miracles. He saw how he did it. And so he knew, I can't just go in here and do something. So he kneels down and he starts praying. Wonder what he said. (laughs) What did he say? Uh, I can tell you. He's saying something about the woman and about the situation. And he's reaching out, asking the father, is there something you want to do here? Right? Is there something you'd give us to change this situation? Notice with me in the book of of Hebrews, the 13th chapter and the 15th verse, it says, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That's the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and communicate, that's the word for giving and sharing. To do good and give or share, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. We keep seeing that, don't we? Same thing happened with Cornelius we talked about yesterday. Very next verse, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. Now, this is not something that anybody else is going to make you do. This is you submitting yourself to your spiritual leadership. If you don't do it, it won't be done. For they watch for your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Why would we be told about the woman's life? What a blessing she was. See, there's a group of believers at this place here in Joppa. She's an important part of their group. And they're feeling like There's something missing from us now. We need her. We want her. We want more time for her. And so they call on their spiritual elder. Can you see this? Peter. Not because he's God and he can just go in there and raise her from the dead. No, they're just submitting themselves. They said, would you come? Would you come quick now? He checks his heart. He says, yes, them giving him place, can you see, to to do some things here, to pray and to ask. So he goes in there. What's he saying when he's praying? What's he praying? Here's a question. If you need help, can your spiritual elders plead a good case for you? (laughs) Are you listening? Huh? Or would the church really not even miss you? (laughs) Huh? Because you only come twice a year. (laughs) You never give. Nobody can tell if you're praying about anything for them and they never hear about it. And you never offer your time or or any of those things because you're busy 
living your life and trying to make yourself happy. And... <laughs> huh? So how much a case would Peter have to say, well, Lord, uh, they were here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know much about them. You know, they never came. Uh, would, would there be a case? Do you see what I'm saying? Spiritual elders, can you see uh, that they may give, they have to give an account of you. They have some responsibility and they have also some rights, depending on how much you submit. Remember James says, any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And it talks about the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if they've committed sins, they'll be forgiven him. Well, that's, that's miracles, right? That's healings and miracles and raised up. I know I learned some of this the hard way when I first started in ministry. I thought as a minister, I'm a servant to the people. There's a truth there. But I thought that meant that basically anything that anybody asked me to do, I should try to do. If they wanted to see me, sit down, counsel for half a day, or if they want me to visit or do this, I should try to do it. And man, I wore myself out. I, I met myself coming back, you know, and, and then I, re I realized one day it was time for me to go speak in a few minutes, and I had let somebody talk to me. They said they needed to talk to me and counsel with me for hours. And they really didn't listen to anything I said to them. And now I'm worn out and it's time for me to speak. I thought something's wrong here. I'm being robbed here some way. I don't need to do this. And one thing that really drove it home, somebody asked me to go visit a relative of theirs. And they were in that hospital. And so I did. I, I showed up and I knocked on the door. And they said, they turned and they said, uh, who are you? I said, I'm, I'm uh, you know, Keith Moore, I'm a minister, you're a relative, who are they? They said, I don't believe in that junk, you can get out of here. I said, okay, <laughs> sorry, I turned around. Well, it, it took time to get ready, to drive over there, you understand what I'm saying? I have missed it here somewhere. Did you hear that phrase, any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. Can you see that? See, if they don't have enough respect and faith in it to call for themselves, then you're probably wasting your time. Now, if the Lord tells you to go, well, you go because something else is going on. But can you see what they did with Tabitha here? They sent two men. They went at their effort and their expense and they showed up, showed up over there and they made a request. Did they call for their elder? Yeah, they sure did. Well, that means he has a place in their life and he has a right. So he goes there. And then when he shows up and he says, okay, everybody out. And he kneels down and he starts to pray. What does he say? Why did the Bible tell us about what kind of woman she is? Right? Why is that the thing it leads with? He's got a case to plead. Come on, can you see that? Lord, this woman is such an integral part of what they're doing here. 
And man, she's such an inspiration to all these people. And he probably said something like, you know, and she's just, she's not old enough to go right now. And he's, can you see what I'm talking about? And he, Lord, uh, we'd like to see more time with, and I mean, while he's praying, something happened. Can you see that? The Spirit of God rose up in him. A boldness came up in him. A faith that was beyond his common faith. And the Spirit of God prompted him, stand up and say this to her right now in Jesus' name. So hallelujah. He was just bold enough to do it. What did he do? He stood up. He said, Tabitha. Woo. Tabitha. Get up. And she opened her eyes. Do you believe this happened, class? Huh? Tabitha, get up. Wherever she was, she heard her name. I'm telling you, she heard her name being called by Peter. It's actually the Holy Spirit through Peter calling her name. And she wasn't even in the room. She wasn't even in the town. And she heard it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And here she comes. Her spirit comes flying back right into her body. And when her spirit came back in her body, her body went. (gasps) Started breathing again. Hallelujah. Her heart started beating again. Her blood started flowing. And how many understand a lot of work had to be done because this thing's been laying here dead for what? Days. Right? I mean, stuff, stuff starts happening in days. And there was something that killed her to start with. But man, when her spirit came in there, how many believe the Holy Spirit was in that room? The Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead was in that same room. Oh, glory to God. So it didn't matter what kind of decay or decomposition had started. I mean, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead after three days and nights, he was in that room. And he flowed through her body, and her body was restored, and her body was cleansed of that disease that killed her to start with. And so Peter uh, reached over and gave her his hand. The first thing that happened, he called her name. Tabitha, get up. And when he said that, I mean just like that, her spirit come flying back into her body, her eyes came open. (laughs) And so she sat up in bed. And he reached out and gives her his hand and lifted her up. So she is now standing by the bed, just she and Peter, breathing, looking at him, hallelujah, healed and raised up. And when he called the saints and the widows, presented her alive. So, so I don't know. We're not told every word that was said. We're told the, the things the Spirit of God wanted to emphasize. But here she's standing there. Her body's been dead for days. You know, it's interesting that when that young, young girl was raised up with Jesus, uh, he said immediately after that, give her something to eat. Well, you know, you, you need to get things working again, right? I mean, they have been shut down. Nothing's been happening here for days. So I, that probably happened pretty quickly there. But anyway, he said, uh, uh, of course, you know, I don't know that Tabitha has ever met Peter. 
But anyway, she's looking at him. She heard him call her name. She took his hand. She's standing up. They probably said something else. He might have said, hey. <laughs> she said, hi. He said, I'm Peter. She said, I've heard about you. <laughs> he said, you okay? You feel good? Yes, yes. Wait here just a little bit. So he goes and he calls downstairs. They remember they're in the upper room. He calls down. He said, he said get all the, the other folks in the church, the saints. Tell them to come here. Tell them to come here. Huh? Remember, last thing they knew, they're crying. Right? They're, he put them out. That's the last thing they heard. And so he says, no, uh, get everybody uh, in the church, in the village, have them come here. And so they all came, and he, he said he presented her. So there was a little bit of a presentation. So uh, y'all wait till, wait till I tell you to come in. And so everybody got there, and then they opened the doors. He went, ta-da! <laughs> said he presented her, right? <laughs> Woo! Presented her alive. Look at the rest of it, verse 42. And it was known throughout Joppa. Have we heard this before? Anybody knows what comes next? What comes next? And many believed in the Lord. Hadn't we seen that every time? When God does something and God's work glorifies God, what does it do? It glorifies Jesus and it draws people to him. The goodness of God, was it a kindness to give her more years and to give these people their friend back and their light of the community? Yes, it was a kindness. And that kindness drew many to come to faith in Jesus. And now this church gained how many more? Hundreds more? Thousands more? I don't know. Are we a 20,000 member church now? There are different ones. It's growing. Is it the will of God? It was then. It is now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you think God would do some special things today again? Would he do some merciful things and gestures of kindness? Well, one thing you want to do is be like Tabitha and be somebody that your elders could plead your case if you needed it. Hallelujah. And you'll see more acts of kindness in our generation too. Our time's up again today. Come back next week because there are more cases and there are more things to see. And the more faith you get in you, the bolder you'll be to act and see the same kind of thing. We'll see you soon back here in Faith School. Sure enjoyed being with you again this week in Faith School. End of the week, I always like to thank you, all of our partners that help build this studio, help produce these things, help send them all over the world. If you're not a partner, there's information on the screen. If you're interested, you can find out more. But did you hear today about Tabitha and all the good works that she did? Well, it takes funds. It takes money. It takes materials. It takes resources to be able to give like this. The scripture said uh, in Titus 3.14, Let ours learn to maintain good works for necessary uses, that they be not unfruitful. Uh, the scripture said in Ephesians that we work so we have to give. The Lord wants you to have way more than enough for your personal needs met so that you can give and give abundantly. I speak increase over you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, help them to reap big harvest off of all the good seed they've sown so that they can have to give an abundance 
of good works, abundance to give wherever and whenever you direct. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Praise God. Thank you again. And join us again next week. Man, there's more to see, more healings, more miracles. We'll see you again soon back here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.